God, that you would speak now to us. That you would give us ears to hear your voice. That we would listen to your words. And that we would respond to your commands. God, please do that in us as individuals. Do that in us as a body. For your glory, for your honor. Change us and transform us. And grow us as your children. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're back in Hebrews 12. Don't sigh. It's a good thing. And I want to briefly review because it's been a few weeks since I've taught. But in Hebrews 12, we've been talking about, as I've diagrammed over here, this life of faith. That if we are followers of Jesus Christ and you're still here, you're not finished, then you're in the process. If you've begun and none of you have finished, you're in the process. And so we need to see this life of faith biblically. We've talked about our expectations for this life. That this life of faith is hard. It is difficult. It's a race. And we need to be prepared for that. In our preparation, we throw off. We throw off the sin that entangles us and we throw off everything that hinders us. That that keeps us from drawing near to Jesus. And then the instructions for this race. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Focus on Jesus as you walk through, as you run through this race. He's with you in the race and He's waiting for you at the finish, right? We share that same joy, that same place with Him and the Father at the throne of God. Don't take your eyes off of Jesus. But as we run through this race with our eyes on Jesus, there's difficulties, there's problems that we encounter. Life is hard. And so we talked about the perspective we should have about those problems. How should we see these problems that we encounter in this race? And we talked last time about those problems being an opportunity. An opportunity for valuable training that prepares us to finish. So we begin this life of faith and as we go, we encounter difficulty and each difficulty that we encounter is an opportunity to be trained so that we can draw closer to the finish. It's for training. And you might be looking at your translation, you're like, well, mine says discipline. But the word that's there that is translated mostly in our English Bibles as discipline is padilla. Remember, it's this word that we get, where we get pediatrician from. 
And it literally means the complete training, the complete education, the complete nurturing of a child. That's this training. And we should see these difficulties, these problems in life as we follow Jesus by faith as opportunities for training. But before we move forward, and we talk about these opportunities more, there can be difficulties in your life that are not there necessarily for your training. They're your problems because you're behind them. Okay? You can add difficulty to your life of faith. You can make your life of faith more difficulty. Basically, if you're doing what you shouldn't be doing, or you're not doing what you should be doing. Did you get that? There's these things that God tells us you shouldn't be doing these things, but I'm doing them, right? And that tends to be our focus. But there's also things that God tells us you should be doing, and we don't do them. And either of those things, the doing, what we're not supposed to do, or the not doing what we're supposed to do, those things need to be thrown off. Those things cause more problems or increase the intensity of your problems that you're going to face. And we need to deal with those. Before you just move and whatever you're going through and whatever you're difficult, don't just think, oh, well, this is just something that's happening to me and I need to see it as training. You need to first consider it and are you participating and are you the problem? And is there something that you need to confess and that you need to repent of so that you can move forward unhindered, right? But not entangled as you go through this life of faith. So we've got to do that. That has to be a part of our process as we continue by faith. Is to examine what's the root cause of this problem. Where, where is this coming from? Because even if you do what you're supposed to do and you don't do what you're not supposed to do, life is still going to be hard. You're still going to have difficulties. You're still going to have problems. So those problems, we need to see them as an opportunity for training. So I want to read the passage for today. And I have inserted wherever it says discipline, I've inserted training, okay? Because in our context, in our culture, uh, discipline has a very punitive and a negative connotation. And it's not necessarily a wrong translation, but I think we hear it wrongly. And as I walk through this, in every situation that the author is communicating, it's talking about training. So again, this word, padilla. So let me read Hebrews 12, verse 7 through 10. I'll read it in English first and then read it in Spanish. It says, Endure hardship as training. God is treating you as His children. For what children are not trained by their father? If you're not trained and everyone undergoes training, then you are not legitimate. Not true sons and daughters at all. 
Moreover, we have all had human fathers who trained us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They trained us for a little while as they thought best, but God trains us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. So we've thrown off sin, and we've thrown off the things that hinder us, and now as we encounter these difficulties, as we follow Jesus by faith, this passage, if you look at the beginning of verse 7, is telling us to remain under those difficulties. Stay there. Remain under them as training. Don't avoid them. Don't try to limit them. But remain there. Actually endure. It's this picture of holding up a weight. And you stay under that weight. And you continue in that weight. Stay there. Remain. Endure that hardship, that difficulty as training. Have you ever had anybody say, well, this is really difficult. You should just stay in it. Has anyone ever given you that direction, that advice in your life? This is hard. This is difficult. This is painful. Stay there. I don't know that I've ever been told that. But God's Word says this. Remain there. Stay there. And I'm like, how can God tell us to stay there under difficulty, under this thing that's causing us pain or that's hard as we follow Him by faith? That we wouldn't avoid those things, that we wouldn't try to lessen those things, but we would remain. How can He tell us that? Look at the next part of verse 7. It says, Because He is treating you as children. Remain. Endure. Don't avoid. Don't limit. Stay there. Because God is treating you as children. And children need training. If you don't think that children need training, then you haven't had children. Okay? All children, all of you, as kids, you needed training. Is there anyone here that didn't need training? We need training. When you're kids. And we like to think of ourselves as God's kids. We say it over and over again. We're children of God. And we like to think about that. And we think about how God loves me as His child. And how God cares for me as His child. And how God comforts me as His child. But we don't like to think about how God would train me as His child. But training is an essential part of parenting. And if God is treating us as His children, then training, this discipline, is a part of that. That we would learn from it, that we would grow from it, that we would mature as a result as we stay there and we remain in it. It would transform us. It would change us. If God is our Father and if we are His children. Because that's the context of this verse. Is this parent-child 
relationship. God, the Father, us, the kids. And so I want us to look at that relationship. And yes, you are all still kids. Spiritually speaking, we are all kids. No one has matured and grown to perfection. No one has finished the race, right? You're not complete. We all need to mature more because you're still here. There's still more growth to do. No matter how young we are, how old we are, no matter what your experience is, whoever you are, if you're still here and you're still in this life of faith, then you still need to mature. You're a child. You're a spiritual child. And we need to understand and believe that and actually see this verse as kids with humility. So God is our Father. What kind of parent is he? He is a present parent. Look at the second part of verse 7 and verse 8. For what children are not trained by their father? If you're not trained and everyone undergoes training, then you are not legitimate. Not true sons and daughters at all. God has adopted you as his sons and as his daughters. We're his kids. And he is relating to you and he is caring for you as his child. And he has fully taken that role of father in your life. He is completely present as your father. He is not a neglectful or an absent parent who gives you no directions. Because we all know, right? The kids that have no father, no mother present, they no direction, no one training them. What happens? They do what they want. They say what they want to do. They go where they want to go. They're spoiled. Are they growing? Are they maturing? Are they being trained because they just do what they want to do and what they think is best? You guys can't think of any kids like that. Their parents are just not involved. God's not like that. God is present and He is training us. He's not neglectful, but He's also not an authoritarian, dominating parent that makes every decision for us and tells us exactly what to do in every situation. God does not operate like that as a parent. As you read through, there's very clear principles and there's sometimes when it's clear, but a lot of times... We have to discern. God, what do you want at this point? How do you want me to respond? How do you want me to move forward? Those kids that have been ruled over in that way, they get to adulthood and they have no idea how to make a decision for themselves. And God is not that way. God is a perfectly present parental figure in this process of life. Perfectly present. And that parent is the most important relationship in the development of a child.
para ese desarrollo. We know that. Nosotros sabemos eso. Who's the most important relationship you have as a child? It's your mom, it's your dad, it's the parent that's there. That's caring for you, that's training you. As you develop. Kids need parents to train them. We need God to train us. And do you believe that? As a child. That you need God's training. Through these difficulties. Through these problems. Through this hardship. To finish this race. Do we believe we need it? Can we see ourselves as kids? And that God loves us and He is training us and He is involved in a perfectly present parent in our lives. And He's training us through these hard things. And can you even see these difficulties, these problems as an affirmation of your relationship with God as your Father? If there is no difficulty in your life of faith, if it's easy, if it's simple, if it requires no enduring, no hardship in your life of faith following Jesus, then as you look at this passage, you have to ask yourself, am I illegitimate? Do I even have this relationship with this father if there's no training going on in my life? If there's no difficulty in my life that I'm enduring and that's growing me and changing me? That's hard to say. But a life of faith is not easy. A life of faith is a race. A life of faith is difficult. A life of faith is hard. But those difficult things, God is using them to train us as a loving Father. And that's actually an affirmation of our relationship with Him. So what's our role? What are you guys? You're kids. What am I? A kid. That's the father, right? This present parent. But we are kids. And I would say that we need to be compliant kids. Is there any parent here that wouldn't want or have wanted a compliant kid? That sounds good, right? And I'm not just talking about their behaviors and their actions, but also their heart, right? That their heart was compliant. Look at verse 9. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who trained us as we respect, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? I'll be the first to admit, as a parent, my training has not always, always, actually a lot of times, has not been out of pure motives. 
I can respond to my kids because they are messing up my kingdom. Right? The things that are important to me or my convenience or my comfort. And I can train them, but I'm really just punishing them because they've offended me. But I hope that one day my kids will look back on their lives and they'll see the growth that occurred. And even though I'm an imperfect father with imperfect motives, that they would be able to look back and respect, right, have respect for my imperfect effort that I made to train them that they could grow and mature. That we can all look back at our parents and say, well, they were trying their best. They were, they were with us. If they were there with you, they were trying. And they, they weren't always the best parents. And they didn't make the best decisions. And they didn't necessarily train me appropriately at different times. But I can respect them for their efforts that they were caring for me and trying to walk with me. How much more? We can give that respect to our earthly parents. How much more then should we submit to the training of our perfect and pure Heavenly Father as we continue by faith? How much more he is a perfect Father that perfectly trains us and we can trust Him completely. How much more then, not should we respect Him for that, but should we submit, it says. That we would submit to our Father as He trains us through these difficulties. Our ultimate job as children in this relationship of training is to obey our Father. To submit to His will. To submit to what He's doing and how He is choosing to train us. And we're to remain there and we're to continue there and we're to endure there. It's not a blind submission, though. No es right? I don't want my kids just to no do what I am saying. I want them to listen to me. Que and, I, and I want their hearts quiero to be in it. That they wouldn't just muster up the effort to just do what you told me to do and I, you're driving me crazy and I don't really like you and this is you're stupid but I'm going to do what you're telling me to do my kids have never done that we as kids that's not being compliant we have to hear our father and actually listen to him we have to hear his voice we have to listen to his words and then we obey his commands as kids that's hard especially in the middle of a difficulty 
especialmente en medio de una dificultad. Now recently we, as I was told this week, Como me dijeron esta semana, with our family we started over. For six months, we've had two twins, or not two twins, we've had twins in our house that were 13 months when we got them that are now 19 months. And so I have this renewed perspective about parenting again. And what it means to train them. And my son more than my foster daughter will lose his mind when something doesn't go his way when something is hard when something is difficult and a repeated scene in my house is there's a baby gate keeping them out of the kitchen and usually his biggest difficulty is when we stop eating and I take him from the high chair and he begins to start whining and by the time I'm lifting him over the gate to put him in the living room he's screaming at the top of his lungs he never wants to stop eating and then I set him down and he grabs the gate and he's still screaming and he just starts dancing like this and doing like this and sometimes because of his dancing he falls and he hits his head and then he's hurting again and then he screams even louder and it just doesn't seem to stop. And we have to train him. In the middle of that pain, in the middle of that difficulty, in the middle of that emotional situation that he doesn't know how to handle, we repeatedly have to train him to hear my voice. I say, Kafri. Kafri. I'm his father. I'm in the role of his father speaking to him. And he's still screaming and yelling and dancing and falling over and he's throwing a fit. And I say, Kafri. He has to hear my voice. And I see that he hears my voice. And then what? He has to listen to my words. Kafri. You're okay, mijo. You're okay. You're not going to die. Your stomach is full. I can see it. Right? It just bulges out. You can't eat anymore. Listen to my words. I love you. I'm your father. And I'm trying to train you. So hear my voice. Now listen to my words and believe them. What I'm telling you. I know it hurts. I know it's difficult. I know you are beside yourself. But listen to my words. Now you've got to calm down. Obey what I'm telling you to do. Does that sound familiar in your life? In the middle of your storm, in the middle of whatever difficulty? Do you start crying and throwing a fit? Doing harm to yourself? Falling in the floor? 
God wants to train us in the middle of that to actually hear his voice. And not just hear his voice, but listen to his words. And then obey what he's telling us to do. None of us do that naturally. That requires training. Sometimes Kafri quickly hears what I'm saying. He makes eye contact with me. And he sees my face. And all of a sudden he stops crying. All of a sudden he's okay. And he just goes over and starts playing. But if he doesn't stop and listen to me, if he doesn't make eye contact with me, then he just continues and continues and continues and continues and continues and continues and continues. And he gets to the point where he wants to have nothing to do with me. I was hurting and you didn't do anything. But mijo, I just need you to listen to me. I'm training you. Are you hearing God's voice? Are you listening to his words? And then are you obeying his commands? If all you're doing is crying and complaining, I don't know how you can hear his voice. If you don't spend time with him, reading his word, hearing his words, alone with him, how are you going to respond? We're kids. We need to listen to our Father and respond to his training. We have to continue to do that. Continue and continue and continue. As long as we're in this process of life, going through these difficulties, being trained so that we can finish and be complete, we have to continue to listen, to trust our Father, even through these difficulties. It says in verse 10, they trained us for a little while as they thought best. But God trains us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. Do you trust your Father that this process of difficulty is for your good? Do you trust your Father that this process of difficulty is for a purpose? to share in His holiness, to be set apart with Jesus at the right hand of the throne of our good, good Father. That's the purpose. That's what the training is for. That we would mature, that we would grow up, and that we would be there with Him, sharing in His holiness with Jesus and with the Father.
If we don't endure, if we don't stay and remain in that difficulty, if we just avoid it or we just try and limit it, we're not going to be trained. We're not going to mature. We're not going to grow. We're actually hindering the process that God wants to take us through. And so that has to be the perspective about the difficulties in our lives as we follow Jesus by faith. That we would actually start to encourage each other, remain. Stay in that. That is difficult. That is hard. But God is using that to train you. Again, not that you're in sin. Not that you are doing what you're not supposed to be doing and you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But like, no, life is hard. But stay there. Remain there. Don't just seek comfort. Don't just watch the TV. Don't just avoid difficult relationships. Don't just, when you're tired, then give up. Remain. Continue. Don't stop. It's training. And so that we can finish. We can't tell ourselves, well, it's okay. This is too much. It's too hard. It's too difficult. So I want us to respond in prayer. From your seats, we're going to take a moment and pray. Because I don't want you to hear these words and even maybe listen to these words, but not respond to these words, right? Like, if we're going to be compliant kids, it has to be all three. And so in your seat, I want you to think about, even as Grace mentioned with the song that she shared, what's your current difficulty? What's this current problem in your life? And if you have nothing hard, nothing difficult, no issues in your life, you can be dismissed at this point. For the rest of us, I want you to consider that. And first, I want you to say, is this a result of the sin that's entangling me? There's something I need to confess and repent of so that I can move forward. Or is this a result of something that I'm just unwilling to throw off and it's hindering me as I follow Jesus. And you need to confess and repent and throw it off. So I want you to take this moment. We're going to pray for a minute. We're going to come back. I'm going to give you something else to pray about. You would talk to your Heavenly Father. You would consider the difficulties in your life right now. Not generally, specifically. And then decide. Is this something that's for training? Or is this something I need to confess and repent of? To throw off. But I'm doing this to myself. I'm making this more harder. I'm making this harder or worse than it has to be. Or is this a difficulty that I should endure as training? So in the quietness of your seats, let's talk to our Father.
So as we continue to pray, I want you to consider if you see the difficulties in your life as training from your Heavenly Father. Is there difficulty in your life that, that you're just avoiding? That you've lost heart, you can't continue. You need to accept it as training from your Heavenly Father and walk through it by faith. Is there difficulty in your life that you are doing your best to limit, limit, limit? That you're making light of it. You need to accept it as training from your Heavenly Father and walk through it by faith. So take this moment again and talk to your Heavenly Father. Ask Him for faith to trust Him. To hear his words, to listen to his words, and to submit to his words and remain. Remain in these difficulties until you finish or until they're past. And lastly, as we continue to pray, do you have the humility of a child? Do you see yourself as a child? Is that your perspective before God? We celebrate that we're sons and daughters. But are you grateful for this part of his parenting? That as a perfect parent, he would train you this way. That he is loving you this way. So as a child, talk to your father. And thank Him now for the difficulties that He is using for your training. That He's treating you as a child. Thank Him that He has chosen you as His son, as His daughter. And that He would not neglect you. He would not abuse you. But that He would love you. And He would bring you to maturity. 
that he would give you strength to endure, to remain, to continue all the way to the finish. Father God, may we confess now, may we truly believe that we are your children, that we're your kids. And God, we thank you for how you care for us. As your sons and daughters, we thank you for how you comfort us as your sons and daughters. We thank you for how you provide for us as your sons and daughters. And God, we thank you for how you train us as your sons and daughters. Help us to endure. Help us to continue until the finish. For your glory. For your honor and for your name. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.